This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer. A free-for-all Friday. You're asking to hear something I don't want to say. But if I do say it, I think you ought to hear it. You got anything on your chest besides your chin, you better get it off. All right, then you asked for it. Yes, we did. So lay it on us. Free-for-all Friday means you set the tone. Here is Libby Snymer. Good afternoon and welcome to this free-for-all Friday. And may I make the point, it's the last free-for-all Friday before that election. And next week at this time, we will be talking about those results. And by the way, people will be living with those results until the next election. So I hope people want to talk about it. Now, judging by our call board, they do. And again, it is the last week coming up. What I'd like to know, which I don't know, frankly, is uh, how many people have already voted. So uh, we have the official election day next Thursday, but the advance polls are open until tomorrow evening. And I would bet that a lot of people have already voted. So I want to hear from you. Uh, What are you vote? What? Who are you voting for? What are you thinking about? And especially if you haven't made up your mind or if you want to convince others maybe to change theirs, it's kind of an interesting thing happening. Now, all the polls are pointing to a re-elected progressive conservative party with a majority, probably not as big a majority as they had at dissolution, but a majority nonetheless. The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And let's get right to it. We've got Dorothy in Oakville. Hello, Dorothy. Oh, hi, Libby. Great talking to you. Go ahead. You're on the air. Libby, I am just shocked that so many people are willing to trust the board government with our health care. Ontario had one of the worst records in the world for deaths in nursing homes. That's not true. Oh, in nursing homes, yes. Overall, no. In nursing homes, yes. Nursing home residents, it's true, it's from the paper. Over 3,700 seniors died, and they've shown that 78% more seniors died in for-profit homes than non-profit and yet Mr. Ford wants to bring in more for-profit homes. His Bill 1 in 24 limits the wages of nurses and healthcare workers so that hospitals and nursing homes are understaffed, workers are built out. And just building these hospitals he's talking about won't help with enough staff if you don't have the staff to attend to the patient. Well, I'll, 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 let, let me just say what, what he says about those things. Uh, Bill 124 is a big issue, and we just heard a clip in Bob's News from the Liberal leader saying he would repeal it. Uh, what what Ford has been saying is that it, the provisions for the nurses run out in August, and he will renegotiate. So... If the polls are right and if he's reelected, we'll have to see how he renegotiates because other healthcare workers have got bumps and nurses are rightfully upset. Uh, in terms of the long-term care, you know, a lot of stakeholders say the, the model doesn't matter as long as it's staffed and, and the design is right so that people can be separated from the, each other. Um, I don't always understand that math. I'm just giving you what the other side says. And you're right. There was a big story in the Star today, excellent reporting, I have to say, about uh, really showing us the numbers of new beds awarded to the various private companies, some of them with very bad records. Exactly. And yet people are willing to trust him to take care of our health care when he's, I mean, he hasn't done right by the nurses. Why do they think he's going to do right to them in the future? Okay. I'm just so shocked that people would trust them based on the facts and the history of what's happened in the last four years. And okay. that $12 billion he's wasting on the highway could be spent 
on our health care and clearing up the surgeries that are backlogged for years. Okay. Thank you, Dorothy, for your call. And, you know, it's interesting because when people are asked about the issues that are uh, important to them, Healthcare gets kind of the most votes on that, but I don't think people are voting on that now because you know what? All the parties have, uh, I, I think it's first of all confusing to look at all the different offerings that they have and who's doing what and Ford's building hospitals and long-term care beds and, and the others are doing other things. But for some reason, people are not voting on that, even though they say they are, or they say it's important. I I don't think so. And, you know, tonight I have a pre-election special on our sister station, Vision TV, at 11 o'clock. And I think we've been, we've been running a promo clip from Daryl Bricker, who's a very smart pollster. And he says he thinks people are just tired. They are wrung out with all the change and all the upheaval that we have come through in the last couple of years, and they just want things kind of quiet down and stay the same. And to me, that explanation for how things are going makes a lot of sense, even though I'd have to say that you would think, or I would think, that if you've just come through a lot of upheaval and a lot of change, that you would look at everything in terms of government through that lens rather than saying enough already, like, let's just keep going. Uh, And I don't mean that to say that I think people would necessarily want to change the government. That's not what I'm saying. But anyway, uh, let us get to the phones that are piling up. We've got Lynn in Mississauga. Hi, Lynn. Oh, hi, Libby. Um, I would like to say that I am voting for Premier Ford uh-huh. again. I I felt he did a reasonable job uh, handling us through the COVID uh, disaster and uh, a lot of the problems in lo- long-term care and, and, and uh, old age homes. They came to light, of course, when the pandemic hit, but they inherited the this this setup from you know 15 years of liberals in power that was what he was dealing with and then all the shortcomings came out and unfortunately uh, you know there were some you know sad realities of it so i think there's a lot of lessons to be learned of course and i'm, I'm sure the rules will be tightened up and, and regulations uh, yeah, there are regulations but there has been not a single fine, not a single charge. Um, and I, I have to say, yes, it's true. There has been neglect by all governments for a very long time. Yeah. You know, I think there's a statute of limitations where you've got to stop yeah. blaming the previous guys. They've been in power for four years. Yes, I know. I so, know I so you know what, yeah. guys, cut it out. And and the one of the quite astonishing things this time around is that if you look at their election ads on TV, they're running against Kathleen Wynne. Well, Kathleen <laughs> Wynne is an advisor to uh, Del Duca. Well, yeah, she's so, so she's, she's leaving politics. It's, she's playing it's, a part there. And uh, another comment uh, the, about the highway. I support the highway. Uh, cars, whether they're electric or gas, require roads to to travel on and for their life, you know, livelihoods in some cases. And, uh, and the people of Toronto, of course, you know, they forget there's a, a whole lot of Ontario that doesn't have transit and, 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 and it's not feasible to have transit in it's, their areas. It's, so. you know what, it's interesting though. Uh, yesterday we had a call from a listener in St. Catharines that, for people outside the GTA, even if they're not in Toronto and even if they don't really like Toronto that much, they're not happy with that highway. Lynn, thank you very much for your call. And the thing about that highway, 413, out of everything, people say healthcare is most important, but I think that the only thing that people will make a ballot issue, and not everyone, 
uh, either as a yes or a no to the Ford government is that highway. There are people who really want it, and there are people who really don't want it. And I think out of everything that is confronting us, that is the only thing that would be the important factor at the ballot box this time around. That's just my theory. Anyway, let us go to Paul in Woodstock. Hi, Paul. Hello, Libby. I really enjoy your show. Thank you. I would like to say that I will not vote for Doug Ford. I do believe he's going to dismantle our health care system. He was a big fan of um, Trump in the U.S. Uh, no, no, he wasn't. He was he not. Oh, he I was not. For that. He absolutely but, was not. And and just before you go further, and I want to hear all sides. I'm kind of neutral, but but if you look at the actual mass of spending, they are outspending everybody on healthcare, including now a lot of the money for infrastructure and stuff is actually coming from Ottawa. But uh, go ahead. Yes, I I I, I don't believe in for profit healthcare in any way, sharp shape or, or, or form is one of the few things that we we are lucky enough to have here, and uh, I'm totally against it. I don't think he did a very good job in the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Like I watched the the debate with all the leaders, and they all said the same thing: we're going to come up with a plan to deal with it. We have a plan to deal with it. SARS had a paper on how to deal <laughs> with the pandemic. You're making totally me laugh. It. Like, oh, come on. And another thing, um, the the fault the fault for dropping that ball is with the federal government. So they had dropping the ball after SARS. There were all these inquiries. There were all uh, so there was PPE that went bad, and uh, we were part of an early warning system for pandemics, and and the Trudeau government canceled that. Yes. So yeah, it, plenty of blame to go around there. Mishandled it. It, 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 it's criminal is what it is. And, and they're not going to be held accountable for it. Like there is nothing in this. You mean the Trudeau government or, or that, Ford? That, that's going to benefit me. And I, I don't care about that. The only thing I care about is, 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 is our health care system. And, and another thing you might want to look into telehealth lost your contract after 25 years and they have a, a, an organization in place now. I can't remember the name, but they don't have a mandate. The nurses are calling in and, say, and saying, what is the protocol for this? And they're saying, well, we don't know, but do the best you can. And, 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 and nurses are, are leaving that and going someplace else. You mean telehealth. Go. You know what? That is the yeah. first I'm hearing of anything like that. So I don't know what, what to say about that. Um, well, but you're right. It's something that should be looked into. Number of years, and she says it's a disaster. There's going to be there's going to be accidents made. There is no clear cut policy like before. She she is leaving telehealth. She has found another position someplace else. But she did enjoy telehealth, which which, which is too bad. And I'm wondering this new organization. Do they have ties to the conservative government with the amount of money they're talking about dumping into health care? Well, there's a lot of like, virtual health care. I've, I've got to tell you, um, Paul, and thanks for your call. I don't know. So it's something to look into what's going on with telehealth. Uh, they might be merging it or something because there was a lot more telephone and Zoom health going on now than ever before. Paul, thanks for your call. And let us go to Joe in Toronto. Hi, Joe. Hi, Libby. Thank you for taking my call. Just want to make a prediction, if that's okay with sure. you. Sure. <laughs> go I'm ahead. Everyone else have, is. Everyone's having an opinion today, so why not? This is not, by by the way, it's, it's, it could be like the weather forecast. Sometimes it's right, sometimes it's not. But I think uh, I think we're going to see... Uh, Ford will definitely be back um, after the election. There will definitely be a majority there. Stephen Del Duca, he will not win the uh, his seat in his bond riding, unfortunately. I think he'll make gains with seats, absolutely. But he's uh, he's not going to get reelected. And Andrea Horvath, she'll be a bye-bye after next election. She'll be wiped out. They'll be looking for a new leader. Well, so that's my prediction, Libby. Okay, Joe, thanks for that. 
Joe, thanks for those predictions. I have to say they are not what I would call bold or contrarian predictions. Uh, that's very similar to what a lot of people who uh, measure this stuff are saying. So they're saying, yes, Ford majority. It's a toss-up. Some say maybe the Liberals will form the opposition, or maybe not. And the feeling is, Andrea Horvath, we have to ask her, certainly if she doesn't get back into official opposition, the thinking is that she will step down. And yes, most of what I read is that Stephen Del Duca will not win his riding. But I guess if that happens, and depending on what the other results are, um, he can always run in another riding. That's what they do for leaders of parties. Generally, somebody is nice enough to step aside and they have a by-election. And sometimes leaders are just out of the house for a long time. Look at Jagmeet Singh in Ottawa. And I am looking at the time. It's time for our first break. Before we go to break, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740, and we'll be right back. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer. When one considers the meaning of life, it is a struggle between alternative viewpoints of life itself. A free-for-all Friday. And without the ability to defend one's own viewpoint against other, perhaps more aggressive ideologies, then reasonableness and moderation could quite simply disappear. Name your topic and be as deep as you like, as long as there's a point in there somewhere. Here is Libby Snymer. Welcome back to this Free For All Friday. We've been talking about the election, and I want to encourage that. This is the time to talk about it, because as I said, next week at this time, we're going to be talking about the results, and there will be nothing we can really do at that point to change them. So let's talk about it today. But there are other things that some people want to talk about. So uh, I'm going to go to Ron in Guelph, who wants to talk about carjackings to start. Hi, Ron. Yeah, hi, Libby. Thanks for taking my call. Well, we're hearing a lot about the carjackings and um, some of the crime, but um, a good friend of mine is a retired staff sergeant from Toronto Police, and he said there's something else which is even more disturbing and that is the number of young teenagers that are being caught um, with guns. And there's really not much that can be done because of their age. And they're being hired by some of these organized crime gangs and whatnot because they'll be out of jail and nothing flat. True. Yes. Yes. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, the, the bail system needs to be reformed. John Tory even alluded to that. Uh, oh, he more year. than alluded. He he came out and said it. Uh, and so have a lot of other people, because uh, I guess the problem is that that people are arrested and they're back out on the streets. Lickety split. What good is that? Well, I guess it, it comes down to, I mean, where is the I mean, it's I, I, it, it just boggles the mind that 14, 15 and 16 year olds are uh, are having these handguns and these they're not responsible enough to know what to do, how to handle this stuff. And yet oh, they're nobody tired. should have them. Uh, well, um, there you go. That is my bias. What, what do we need them for? What do we need guns in the city for? I'm not talking about sports shooters or hunters or all of that stuff, but really, well, I mean, that's true. I mean, this, this whole thing about banning the handguns, we've had a ban handgun ban in Canada for years and years. I'm not, I don't, uh, no, I mentioned this once before. I don't own a gun. I'm not a, a gun um, person that's fired a gun or anything else. But um, they need to get tough on smuggling and stuffing and that. And on a on a quick side note, I was disturbed when Bob also told me that. Do you realize that, given the circumstances of what just happened in the U.S. in two cases, that it is legal? I said legal in Ontario and Quebec to buy and use body armor whenever you want it. Now, that's a scary scenario for some of these uh, gangs or whatnot that um, that they can be that that is illegal. It uh, is legal to do that. Uh, I'm um, 
Okay, if you say so. I don't really have an opinion on body armor. You can't kill anybody with body armor. It's the stuff that it protects you from. Ron, thank you very much for your call. And uh, still uh, further away from the election, Jack in Mississauga, you want to talk about Russian oil? Yeah, it's um, Jack in Mississauga, Libby. Yeah, hello. Okay, you know, Germany Germany is a big producer of autos and uh, also Italy. And uh, you know, most, of their, most of their plants are uh, being operated on natural gas. Yeah. You know. So in a way, indirectly, we're still we're still helping Putin because I mean they're still paying for the natural gas to operate their auto industry. Now, if you're buying a German car, you're you're really helping Putin. Yeah, I see a lot of German cars on the streets. No, but what I'm saying is you're putting you're giving Germany a lot of money, and they have to operate on Russian gas. There's no other way to, they're not running on tomato soup, you know. Yeah, yeah, um, they're trying to cut back, I gather, and. It's very hard to get a car. No, and no, I'm not prices about, have I'm gone not up. It, but what I'm saying is, it's not only autos that they produce. You know, they yeah. do some. They're, they're very heavy, heavy industrializing. Yeah, you know, they make a lot of electronics, uh, like home appliances and stuff like that. And you know, also France. France is still heating uh, using Russian gas. So, yeah. Like basically, what I'm trying to get across is that uh, sanctions against these oligarchs is just a joke. Well, I don't know about that. They're starting to take effect slowly. Uh, and there's, there's a big, huge inflation problem in Russia. It was 18% this month, the annualized inflation. I mean, we have bad inflation, but it's not 18%. And uh, as a matter of fact, this is one of the headlines I'm running on the weekend in Zoomer Weekend Review. So Putin has increased pensions and the minimum wage by 10%. So he wants to stay popular, I guess, but but it's hitting them. It's definitely hitting them. Jack, thanks for your call. Okay. Stephen in Toronto wants to tell us why he's voting for Doug Ford. Hi, Stephen. Hi, Libby. Go ahead. Yeah. As I told your, your vetter, I think he's the lesser of three evils. Okay. Because these, all the, all three of them are promising the moon. Mm-hmm. They're promising so many things that we're not going to be able to afford. I think his spending would work better for the economy. So that's why I'm going to give him my vote. You know that he spent more than the last wind government. I mean, there was a pandemic, yes, but. Uh, they're not exactly fiscal conservatives. They are throwing money around uh, like no one's business. That's why I say he's the lesser of three evils. Oh, you think the others would be even worse? Yes. Okay, well... At least his spending is going to build some hospitals, some highways, some Yeah, and a lot of that money is from Ottawa. So don't forget, it's our money. Yeah, that's the problem. Everyone's forgetting it's our money. But I think these other candidates are promising things that are, are just we can't afford. Yeah. Okay, Stephen. I got okay, that. Thanks. Thank Pardon? Thank you. Okay. Dave in Toronto. Hi, Dave. Hi. How you doing? Fine. How are you? Good. Well, look, I just want to talk about the election. And, and my main focus is on uh, uh, Ford's inactions. And, and one. It was, you know, for, they keep blaming the, uh, the Gwynn government for this and that. It wasn't the Gwynn government that cut back on inspections in nursing homes. Yep. It was his government. And it was because of that that we ended up with a lot of the problems that we've got. Let's not forget that. Yeah, I don't know if, if it was just it inspections, but yeah, absolutely. His government, and I have to say that the handling, the way that the first long-term care minister, Marilee Fulgen, handled it was, oh, atrocious. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know how she ever got to be a minister. I don't know what she was like a doctor. She's a she doctor, yeah. A, she certainly was a terrible minister. Second, I would agree with that. It It, it was not... The, the, the wind government that cut wages 
of uh, people on minimum wage. They fired his- they fired sixteen hundred nurses. That keeps getting thrown back at them. The liberals did, and uh, the uh, previous government proposed a hike in minimum wage that the Ford government canceled and eventually gave us. But uh, Andrea Horvath says that the cancellation of the scheduled increase cost people $6,000. Right. And let, and let me say, uh, they also put in a thing in, in, in certain areas of the, of the country where, where they were trying to put in that people were, 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 were getting a living kind of a wage system, which he also canceled. So, Dave, who are you voting of, for? The, sorry? Who are you voting for? Uh, oh, I, I, I voted. I voted NDP. Okay, Dave, thank yeah, you for and, that. And, 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 and to me, I look back at the last time the NDP was in government. A long time ago. <laughs> Good things they brought in. They were the ones that brought in 407. The, the PCs were the ones that sold it. Yep. That that was not a great deal, Dave. Thank you very much for your call. And he, I would like to get a straight answer from the premier or another conservative, because the people who are opposed to that highway say, why not put the trucks on the 407, which is underused? And the NDP's idea is to subsidize it with a billion dollar fine that that the Ford government is, for some reason, not collecting from the highway because the highway didn't meet. It has targets on how much traffic has to come, and they did not meet that. So uh, they should be, according to people who purport this, find a billion dollars. And, you know, that sounds fairly sensible. So I would like to hear why that is not a good idea. So if anybody's listening who can answer that, explain it to me, please. Joan in Niagara, you say you don't know who to vote for. No, I don't. Okay. After uh, 61 years of voting, I am still in a quandary. Okay. I'm so tired of all these promises. We know darn well they're not going to carry through with them. I'm still waiting for the one Bill Davis made in 61 to cut the sales tax. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Anyway, uh, totally, totally, I have no idea who to vote for. Not one of them, not one of them deserves my vote. Anyway, Libby, good luck. Okay, well, I, I hope you do get out and vote. Make up your mind and get out and vote. I think that's important. You have uh, almost a week. Joan, thank you for your call. Let me give the numbers out again. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And most of the talk is about the election. It's next Thursday. By the time we have our next Free for All Friday, as I've been saying, it'll be over. We'll be talking about the results and we will be stuck with the results for better or for worse. So the time to talk about it, the time to help make up your mind or change other people's minds or help them make up their mind is now. The number is 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Jeff in Barry. Hi, Jeff. Hello. Uh, it'd be nice to talk to you. Nice I'm to me. talk to you. Go ahead. Yeah, I, on, at, um, if you look on the internet at QP, this is a heading, QP3903. Massive general strike being organized. Now, what that does, it contains a list there that's actually not about that, but it contains a list of 151 items that the the person feels uh, we ought to be concerned about as far as the government's actions in terms of transparency and development. I mean, this this particular group of and the government does not not focus at all, really, it seems to be on either uh, the environment uh, or elect- electrification. So uh, there isn't one other thing, that two other things, actually. There's 
Okay, the, uh, just a minute, Jeff. I'm a little confused here. So, uh, what are you saying that uh, I, I'm not sure what you're getting at there? That oh. you want people to look at this? Uh, are you? F- who are you voting for? Uh, NDP. Okay, so you want you want people to look at this website uh, to look at things that they should not like the government for, correct? Yeah, for yes, I could. The trouble is, there's so much you can't really focus on it. You, you've got to take, keep your comments very broad. Um, there's, as I say, with refer, reference to the the Doug Ford's character and the way he treats people, there is something. There's a thing that's under the heading of. Ontario Autism Program. Oh, the autism, uh, people were very mad at him. Jeff, thank you for your call. Now, I have to say, you mentioned his character and the way he treats people. People like Doug Ford. And uh, in the measure of who would you most like to have a beer with, I think he wins by by a very wide margin. So, um, yeah, let's stick to the policies. Uh, Yep, people actually uh, like Doug Ford because, you know, he doesn't necessarily talk like a politician. Let us hear from Dennis in Brampton. Hi, Dennis. Hi, Libby. Thank you for taking my call. I, I just wonder why people keep voting against themselves. Um, I saw them do this with Mike Harris after his first term, and he went back in with a second majority. Uh, at least he was honest enough to tell him he was going to uh, take away benefits. They still voted for him anyway. But it, when you look at, at Doug Ford, there's ample evidence of his intent to privatize health care. Uh, that's now coming out in well, Clearly, it, it also depends on long-term care. What well, do you mean by privatized? It has to do that with acute care as well. Christine Elliott, his minister, is quoted as saying so. See, I, it can be very confusing when people talk about private health care. What we have is a single-payer system, and there's no indication that I can see that you're going to have to start paying for things you aren't already paying for. And we have, we have private providers now and it's possible that we will have more. And in my opinion, healthcare just, and it is happening. It is being revolutionized because it was built up on a model for young people, hospitals, and we have to go to something different. But if you so, say privatize healthcare, it, it, nobody is talking about, and I think no one has the intention of making it like the United States, where you get a bill for what you that, need. That's not that really the point, and I agree with you. It's not going to be a pay out of our own pockets, although we do indirectly. But what is what is the difference if if you have a doctor working out of her own clinic or a doctor working out of the hospital. I mean, there's difference in the way they're paid and stuff, but in terms of the patient experience, what's the difference? What's the difference if I go to the hospital to get a colonoscopy or I go to a clinic? Homes, for example, if there's a per diem that's paid, there's there's a a no-hip fee for a colonoscopy, where pro- where profit isn't concerned, there's overhead and profit taken out taken out of that. Something has to give. Well, you think there's no home. there's no overhead and whatever taken out if you have it in the hospital? I'm just no. saying that in some cases it seems like a good solution to take pressure off. Our hospitals are overcrowded, and if it's the same service provided at the same level, right? I mean, again, well, if you take that logic to its extreme. You end up with the United States, and mm, we, we know that the health outcomes there are, um, are worse. Mortality, but, child health, whatever you pick, they don't do as well as we do here in Canada. Right, we're not that much better. Anyway, Dennis, thanks for your call. Yeah, I I don't get that. We have a lot of that. We have a lot of private providers for certain things, and it, it is not everything that we should be providing. We have excellent in Toronto cancer care. 
very complicated surgeries have to be done in the hospital. But like I said, if people have the right equipment and the right skills, does it matter if you get your colonoscopy or a mammogram or whatever it might be in a clinic versus in the hospital? And you know what? Sometimes it does. You've got to make sure you go to a good place, but sometimes it doesn't. Anyway, I'm looking at the clock. Time for our second break. There's a lot more of Fight Back to come. The number is 416-360-0740. Toll free 1-866-740-4740. We'll be right back. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer. A free for all Friday. Step up, say your piece, and we promise not to interrupt. Just be lively about it. We have a lot of listeners hanging on your every word. Here is Libby Snymer. Welcome back to this Free For All Friday, the last Free For All Friday before next week's election, which is on Thursday. So this is a really good chance to have your say, ask your questions, make your case. 416-360-0740, toll free 1-866-740-4740. And let us get right to it. Bella in Oshawa. Hi, Bella. Hi, Libby. All I want to do is ask people to vote. Okay, I don't care who you vote for. That's your personal choice. But I think people need to realize that voting is a privilege. And if we don't vote, then we don't have a say in what goes on. Well, I think voting is a responsibility, actually. I think it's important. I don't care, like I say, who you vote for. That's your choice. But vote. It's so important. We have such low turnouts at our at our, our votes, and it's just a shame when you consider countries are fighting for the right to vote. Yeah, and we it, take it. We take it for granted. Now, the bright spot is the older demographic, and I would assume that most of the people listening are in the older demographic. Well, it has very good voting record, about 75%, though I'm not sure if that'll hold in this election. Younger people, not so much. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, the pundits are saying that this time they expect a lower turnout just because people are tired and maybe it's not that exciting. Uh, Bella, do you know people who are not planning on voting? Oh, I know a few that have said, oh, they don't know who to vote for, so why should they? And my thought is, at least go and vote. Even if you spoil your ballot, at least you're showing that you voted. I mean, my parent, my dad w- said he went to war in the Second World War for our right to vote. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm 71 almost. And I've always voted since I was old enough to vote. I voted in every single election. And there's no excuse now not to. I mean, my goodness, we had 10 days of advanced polls. You can vote, you know, at different places. You need to, you know, you need to use your right to vote. Okay. Thank you for that, Bella. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Oops. What have I done there? Um, let's go to Mary in Brampton. Hi, Mary. Hi, Libby. Go ahead. I'm phoning about who to vote for. Go not ahead. Ford. Ford has subsidized hydro for the last two years. Do people realize that? The ads say that wind did it all, but Ford's doing it. He's also never given the nurses more than 1% raise. His MPP's got another second raise. Mm-hmm. Housing prices have soared under him. He had four years to do things. What did he do? Oh, he's worked on his highway, 413. And also his budget contains nothing about education. What about our grandchildren? He's thought nothing of it. He's bulldozing us. Mm. People, wake up. Vote, but not for Ford. Okay. I have voted. Thank you. Mary Mary sounds very passionate about this. So uh, um, Mary made the pitch. 
We'll see who is listening. Uh, and people, you too can make your pitch here. We still have some time left in the show. 416-360-0740, toll free 1-866-740-4740. And uh, we'll go to Pat in Toronto. Hi, Pat. Hi, Libby. I find it very interesting that everybody talks about health care um, schools to some degree, but nobody talks about where is the money going to come from. So um, it, it's very sad um, because we simply are going to have to raise taxes uh, to pay for all these things. So I put it down to I think what we really have to do in this election is decide who do you trust the most. Because um, uh, we haven't been given enough information to make decisions on fiscal responsibility. However, we have been given a, a pretty good clue by this 413. And um, I was glad that you had David uh, Crombie on yesterday. He's because, going to be on every week, Pat. Oh, our, I know. I know. So and I did talk go. to the man on the subway here a couple of years ago. A great guy. So, I mean, we should be very concerned. I mean, to try and con us by sending us back our car registration money. I got something like $610. What's that about? 610 I, mean, I, I got 330 So, and one thing that I hope an investigative journalist digs into is why Doug Ford wanted to have his friend head of the OPP. There is a story there, and it needs to be looked at. But my last point, I am real, and we've had a number of people come to the door wanting our vote. And my biggest concern is with regard to the threat to democracy with these things called MZOs, municipal zoning orders. Okay, Pat, which, no, I don't, no, I don't want to get into MZOs because they're changing that whole system, not making it better. But that the I and I frankly, we covered it. I don't recall the exact details they are bringing in legislation where where municipalities will instead of uh over, well they're going to have a body that can override but it's not going to be a ministerial zoning order and they're instituting fines for cities that don't decide on a timeline that they like and uh, apparently that's going to be a big problem for cities because they do not have the staff and the wherewithal to make quick decisions on big development projects. That is the concern. So the question you come back to is who do you trust? And we voted yesterday, and I will let it out that I voted green. First time I've ever voted green because I care about our environment and the future for our children, etc. Okay, well, well, you know, interesting. Mike Schreiner, everybody said he won the debate. Uh, he is uh, a very engaging man. And some of the polls say that he could get up to three seats. He's, he's lonely now in, in the legislature. He's the only one. And he won that debate. Uh, you know, and he, he has policies on things other than the environment. He's done really well out of this. And there are people who are saying that'll be one of the most interesting stories of the election. And I'm sure that they will have a big increase in popular vote, even if they don't end up with more seats. Love the debate. And uh, it's great that people are calling in and getting involved and thinking about these things. That's the most important issue. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Pat. Who else wants to talk about Doug Ford? Mike in Etobicoke. Hi, Mike. Hi, Zibby. Thanks for taking my call. You are um, very welcome. <laughs> as a senior, and, and I agree completely with the previous caller, uh, who you trust, and I'm sorry, I do not trust Doug Ford. And I do not like the conservative policies where seniors are concerned. He will eventually try and privatize some of the medical services. And I am not in agreement with that at all. I'm going to vote liberal. And eh, let's see, see what happens. But I certainly hope he doesn't get a majority government, a minority governments. 
get much more legislation and good legislation through. And that's that's a historical fact. Well, so, sometimes. Mostly. Sometimes. Well, the I, I'm pretty sure. Well, no, I won't say I'm pretty sure because anything can happen. But everything seems to point to another majority, though. Yeah. Uh, it might be a slimmer majority. We yesterday I talked to Erin Pauly from Advanced Symbolics. She she has an AI predictor of elections, and she has a pretty good track record. And she said sixty six, which is a very slim majority, sixty six mm. seats. Mike, um, also people, be sure to tune in on election night. You can listen to good music, and I'll be here updating you and talking about what is happening right then and there. Mike, thanks for your call. And let us go to Jim in Mississauga. Hello, Jim. Jim, are you there? Hmm. Okay. Jim's gone. Uh, Let me give the numbers out again. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. A couple of program notes. So tonight on Vision TV, which is our sister station, I am talking to some very smart people about this election and what they see happening. And what I found most interesting was the psychology behind where people are at. And what Daryl Bricker was saying is that people are tired. They've had a lot of upheaval and they kind of just don't want a lot of change now. And I can sort of see that. Anyway, uh, we do have a few minutes left. The number is 416-360-0740, toll-free 866 744 740. Let's go to Mark in North York. Hello, Mark. Uh, hi, I'd like to say that uh, we have $2 gas right now. Uh, it's going to be $3 gas maybe very soon, uh, later, unless people vote conservatives. And uh, we cannot trust no one of them, but uh, Doug Ford is a lesser evil, and uh, people have to wake up. Otherwise, uh, everything will be going in price and will be going down, and Canada will be no longer what we had in the past, but will be... A very sorry future, but uh, that is not where we want to go. People Mm. wake up or else uh, inflation will go up. Uh, Everything will go up. People will be more angry and they'll be more like, anyway, we don't want to go there. Vote conservatives if you're not morons. Okay, Mark, you don't have to insult people who are not voting conservative. Uh, That's a pretty pessimistic outlook on things. You know, I say, um, Mark, cheer up. We're going to have a nice weekend. And uh, a lot of the problems that you're pointing to are not made here and will not be solved here. And the problems are what's going on with that war in Ukraine in terms of food supply and food inflation. And it is very serious because a lot of people are going to have or are already having trouble feeding their families. Ukraine is a breadbasket to the world. And um, yeah, that is affecting food supplies. We have the issues with Russian oil. So a lot of what is happening on inflation is not anything that can be solved here certainly not at the provincial level. We also have the factor of the pandemic. I mean, they're still locked down in China where a lot of things and parts come from and our supply chains are all messed up because a lot of things come from there and they have not been made. Oh boy, everybody wants to talk today. So let's see if we can get a few more calls in. We've got a first time caller. Joan in Toronto, welcome. Thanks for calling. Hi. Hi. Uh, this is the first time I've ever called. Well, ever, that's ever, why ever, you ever. got the bell. I just want to um, to tell the viewers, if they, the people that don't already know, that we need to be very proud of our Elections Canada. We're rated one of the highest countries in the world for elections. They're all run the same, whether they're city, provincial, or or federal. 
and they're very, very organized, and especially when we look south, and I am pro-American, too, as much as I'm pro-Canadian, they do not run their oh elections. Oh, my God. Every state is separate. Oh, do, don't even go to I what know, is I happening know, with elections in the states. But people like, need please to don't go there today. Canada is wonderful. We have had a poll in our high-rise condominium building for over two decades, except for the last two years with COVID. So they must, and we're not special. So they must be all over the city. And if you can vote in your own, in basically in your own building, plus I went somewhere else and voted early this morning. That. Yeah. You, uh, may we ask who you voted for? I voted for the person I felt could beat Doug Ford. Okay. <laughs> I mean, if you don't want Doug Ford, then don't vote somebody else. It's not going to get in anyway. Okay. So who did you vote for? Liberals. Okay. They're, they're higher in the poll. I waited to see what the polls were. Well, yeah, they might be changing. I, there, I, the, I, I read an interesting story quoting an NDP strategist who said the NDP is surging. I heard that. Too. I'm not so sure. I know, I know, I know, I know. Well, they both, both the Liberals and the NDP have good hearts, and I think they're trying for the people. I don't, you know, I, I have different views on different parties, but I certainly do not. I think Doug Ford did everything for himself in the last four years, and if he didn't do anything for everyone else, why are they voting for him? Okay, well, uh, there are a lot of people who like Doug Ford and I know. a lot of people who don't like Doug Ford. I know. Ford. Well, first of all, vote. That's what I really called for was to vote. You you asked me who I voted for, but I wasn't, you know, I wasn't going to tout either, either any party. I just say that vote. We should be proud that we have Elections Canada and they do a wonderful job. Well, that is true. And, you know, there are a lot of uh, Zoomers who work the elections yep. and it's actually a pretty good gig. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, for It's too late for this one. Joan, thank you very much for your call. All right. Thank you very much. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. Well, I'm looking at the clock. We're out of time. People uh, get out and vote. The advance polls are open until tomorrow night. And the real vote or the the designated day is next Thursday. We will be talking about the election before then. Tonight on Vision TV at 11, I have a special on the Ontario election where I talk to some very smart people. So have a peek at that. And uh, that's all the time we have for Fight Back for today and for the week. And I'll be back in the chair on Tuesday. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.